Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, what's going on? This is Jules down here. Welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. If you've ever wanted to publish a book, but you're not really sure about the self-publishing route, and you're also not really sure about whether you should do it with a publisher, uh, today's when you want to listen. You want to listen to today's episode because I've got Joanne Martin on, and she basically helps a lot of entrepreneurs help create a bestseller book. And one of the best ways to do that that she recommends is to do it through an established network. So we're going to be talking about all things about publishing your book. If that's something you're interested in right now, how to get it started, best ways to write a book consistently, as in like daily habits and routines, all those good stuff. Um, But without any more preamble, here's my guest today, Joanne Martin. Welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. I'm Jules Dan. I'm joined by Joanne Martin from joemartin.com or is it joannemartin.com? We were just talking joemartin.com. about Joe Martin.com. Oh, okay, okay. All right. So proper name and then joemartin.com. Joe, thank you. Can I call you Joe in during this interview though? Yes, that's okay. Okay. Joe, nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks for coming on another Aussie. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm super pumped because I know you're you're a book publisher. You obviously love telling stories. I had one book publisher come on the podcast. Yes. Um, so you're the second person. So I'm interested to hear your take on how you help clients and how you suck the story out because sucking out stories is what I'm all about too with my clients. But I'd love to hear a little bit about um, your backstory, how you got to where you are right now. Cliff notes are always appreciated. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so basically I've worked in marketing and communications for over 20 years so mm-hmm. you know everything from branding to you know telling the story of a big corporate and you know putting that out there and sending messages to their clients that mm-hmm. type of thing um you know have helped lots of entrepreneurs with their you know starting up their business getting their elevator pitch right you know doing their their website copy and all of that kind of thing so that they've got a, a holistic story about what they're doing mm-hmm. and I always felt from a marketing perspective, there was something missing for my clients. And I have actually published a couple of books myself and um, co-authored in a couple of multi-author books. And what I discovered after having done that is it really elevates your authority and your mm. expert status in whatever it is that you're doing. And I realized that for a lot of my clients who, you know, they could get so far and they might've had masses of followers and, you know, been doing well, but there was just that piece missing that yeah. that piece was actually becoming a published author. So yeah. I've decided and, and been working on um, adding a publishing house to my service offering. And that's been amazing. I've really been working with some incredible people who have great stories to tell. Books are a hot topic right now. Um, yes. But I read the other day, I think maybe it was your post, there's a billion books a week published. Is that right? 
Yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yes, I know it is, but I guess, you know, there's a market out there and there yep. are so many people with you know, different points of views and different interests that, you know, if you hit your market and your niche, then, you know, there is actually a market yeah. for all of those books. Yeah, and, and, and as crazy as it sounds, it's probably like 999,950,000 are not that good but then 50,000 are really good and they're marketed correctly. And that's what we're hopefully going to talk about today. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's right. Look, you know, I, um, I think that it just comes down to who you're working with, what you've got to say, and obviously, you know, the quality of the writing and how that is presented when it goes to market. Mm. It's Mm. all important. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm curious to know, um, this is, so who are the type of clients you work with? Are they, I know that people say, you need 10,000 hours to publish a book. Some people just say, just start whatever, start as soon as you can with Amazon publishing because you just get your name out there. Yeah. How do you, what's your philosophy? How, how, where would someone stand before they need to start working with you? Okay, so I, I deal with people at all stages of the, the book writing process. What I say to people is, you know, you should be able to write your book in 60 to 90 days. That's the reality. Some people I talk to, it took them 10 years. And, you know, congratulations to those people (laughs) for having that level of dedication to get that done. Um, But I don't take people on to work with uh, who want to take 10 years or 18 months to write their book. I'm all about, you know, speed to market. Let's get the quality product. Let's get it out there. Let's get it working for you. So um, I run programs where it's 60 days, write write your book in 60 days. Mm. And, you know, I buffer in an extra... 30 days there if they need that time. But, you know, with the training that I deliver and um, the way I run the program, we're really focused on actually getting that book out in that 60 days. Um, And then I do take on people who just want to publish and they don't want to self-publish. So they need someone to help with cover design, editing, formatting, and getting it up onto Amazon for them. So that's kind of my, you know, lower end, I guess, um, self-publishing package where, you know, I provide all the services that you would actually need to do yeah. yourself yep. and then you know, get you onto Amazon and get you selling. And then there's a whole range of different ways that I work with people in between. So it depends mm. on what you want and what your focus is. Okay. And I'm curious to know, there's people who, who just want to get the book up on Amazon just to get the yes. book up. Yes. Are they coming from the right place or are you sort of quizzing them being asking them, you know, why are you doing this? What, what, what why are you moving forward with the book? Um, is, is there something else that you should be do, focusing on first or um, I'm curious to know. Yeah. So for me, I don't work with everybody who comes to me. Mm. I actually vet them because there needs to be like a values alignment and it needs to be, you know, um, done for the right reasons, I guess, especially from a marketing yeah, perspective. Exactly. So um, I ask a series of questions. So I always ask them what their objective is in publishing the book, how they see that unfolding, um, you know, what success will look like for them if, in fact, they don't hit that target of selling X amount of books or whatever it might be. Um, you know, some people, that they're quite sort of methodical and they know and they are at that right point for the book to be launched. Others just want to publish a book. So, you know, um, it's about finding you know, that right fit of person to work with who's got the the right sort of intention and is at the right stage, as mm. you say, of their business. Yeah, I was actually uh, reading this um, this thing from Dan Kennedy the other day. You know, are you aware of Dan Kennedy? Yes. Yeah, okay, good, good. Yes. We're, in, we're in the right place. So, <laughs> 
So uh, he was talking about how um, this one guy has mentioned there's 10 different reasons why someone might want to publish a book. And there's always things from status, authority, um, likability, vanity, fame, money. Um, There's always really cool drivers. Yes. what, What are those key drivers that you see in your clients? Look, really, I see people who have a great sort of story or you know, skills and knowledge to share with the yep. world. And, um, you know, and they, they need a platform to be able to do that and share it. You know, it's, it's fine posting into social media, but in reality, yes, yeah, sometimes that information needs to be consolidated into a book or yep. into something, you know, a, a one-stop shop almost for people to, to get that story and that information. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and... I do talk to lots of people who fit into all of those categories. Uh, yep. you know, do you want to send you a photo I, of that list? Yes, yes, I know. It's quite funny. Um, but I, what I feel is that, you know, you've got to really be realistic, you know, unless you're already famous um, or you have got, you know, a superb piece of work, you know, you're not going to make a million dollars on your first book. And if you do, that's awesome. I, you know, I want to yep. know what that secret is, but you know, it's very well the first book is, sorry. <laughs> You've got to be very well connected to, to do that. Exactly. And, and you know, it, it's a, it's a business world. So, you know, there's connections, there's, there's money that has to change hands. Yeah. You know, there's lots of things that will happen if you want to get on you know, the New York times bestseller list or something like that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, um, requirements in the back end of doing that yeah i definitely want to touch on the marketing side um but before you market a book obviously you need good content and to have good content what makes a good book in your opinion um sometimes i've i've I've, this is what i've noticed joe is that story driven books are are all the rage now however i feel like sometimes it's just like get to the damn point i I, I want to hear some information it's just story 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 um so What's your philosophy on, on writing a good book that's a page turner, but also informs and educates at the same time? Yeah. So what I do with my books is I get my, my authors to think about uh, what their objective is and what they want the reader to walk away with. And yep. in every good. chapter, I, I ask them to make sure they're giving something to the reader. So is it an, um, you know, a call to action? Is it a secret or a tip? Is it some checkpoints they can tick off as they're working through their own journey? Um, is it an activity or an exercise? So so that it's not just story, story, story. Like we can frame those key what's, kind what's of- What's the objective of that story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can frame those key points with your story. Um, and even in the multi-author book that I'm doing at the moment, Innovation Secrets, that was one of the requirements for people when I was vetting them to be as part of that book was that they had to leave the reader with something within their chapter and not just write a nice story. Yeah. And, you know, so some people were like, oh, no, that, that um, constrains my creative you know, process and whatever. And I said, well, you know, that's fine, but actually that's a requirement of being in the book. Mm, <laughs> so mm, exactly. I want, yeah. I want them to walk away with something from every chapter. Yeah, exactly. One book I'm reading right now is, um, I'm actually listening to it. It's cheating. It's uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Have you heard of David Goggins? Yes, I have. Crazy story. It is a bit, it is a a very lengthy sort of story book. However, he does tie it in with a challenge 
at the yes. end of each chapter, which makes it actionable. And um, ah, yeah, yes. instead of just being like, all right, here's what happened next. Here's what happened next. Um, yes. <laughs> so is that, what, is that what you would do? You have even like go to this resource or um, watch this video online or write down these three things. Uh, like I'm curious to know, how would you engage the reader so it doesn't just feel like the same thing on the end of each chapter? Well, it is that type of thing, or it might be giving them an activity to do. Um, you know, I do a lot of work with mindset and things like that. So I would always include, you know, I want every morning when you wake up, I want you to follow these three steps. Yeah. And over the period of a couple of weeks, you'll actually notice a change. And I know that that actually works because I put that into a chapter of a book I wrote recently. And um, the I had people reach out to me and say, I just wanted to let you know that I actually carry that around with me and I've been using it and it works. That's and I'm awesome. like, that was the point, right? Yeah. And so then I'm attracting an audience that I didn't have before that I didn't know was out there because of that particular piece of work that I did in mm. that chapter. Attracting action takers too, the most valuable type of people. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, cool. So what we've got, we've clear on what needs to be, like actionable and we were clear on how to engage the reader with in terms of say giving them a payoff at the end of each chapter yes this is storytelling secrets podcast i'm always curious to hear how other people suck out stories from either clients or for themselves because it's going to be people listening to this who say i i I have a story i can't articulate it i'm afraid to share it how do you get it out of people i want to hear that uh, so I, I employ a lot of different methods, I guess, and I look at what works for people. So, you know, for example, if someone's quite intuitive, then I tell them to actually just, you know, sit with their intuition mm-hmm. and just start writing and not think about what's actually coming out. So whether they're handwriting it or whether they're typing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if somebody is a bit more head-based in the way they approach life, so then I get them to start actually creating a plan and like mind mapping and start mind mapping. So they'll have different ideas and create mind maps around that and then work out, you know, is there any substance in some of those ideas? Because in some there won't be and they might just make a nice add to a chapter or add to a book that, you know, has a bit more substance to it. Uh, You know, I do run some training around, you know, um, identifying your golden thread or, you know, your key topic or whatever you want to call it so that it takes them on that journey. I also encourage them to get off social media and not be just in there looking at what everybody else is doing and getting a bit more um, writer's block as they go, because that's a distraction. What they, you know, if they've got a story to tell and they want to tell it, they need to be writing. So, you know, I encourage them to do that every day. Even if they sit down and they're not quite sure what they're going to write about, they just start writing about the first thing that comes to mind because that can actually form part of what they write um, and it can just give them that great idea that will be the next bestseller basically yeah, yeah. it's it's, yeah. Kind of, it, it's isn't that weird that you have to write every day in order to write a book oh, geez, I, I didn't think that would be a prerequisite <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's amazing the amount of people who don't do that though you know so they've, they've got their book and they're like well they've got their idea yeah. and then they sit on that for three months and I'm right. I'm going to write a book, and I started because I saved a file with that name, but mm. I haven't done anything else. Yeah. So it uh, is making time and space for the writing. Exactly, and, and you're a writer yourself, and I'm a writer. I think the hardest part as writers is just sitting, putting your ass in the chair, and just getting started. And there's it so is. much resistance to just getting started. But once you get going, first half an hour, it's really easy yes. to get back into that groove. And I've always found a timer helps the best 
Yes. You can see it. It's like, okay, I have to work in this 30 minutes or that's how long I work in. And then yes. um, it gets done. And then you're like, oh, that was actually really achievable. I'm, uh, what, do you, what little tricks or things do you use to park your butt in the chair and start writing? Uh, so I like, I have lists of things that I need to get done. So for me, I need to know that I have um, dealt with all of my authors and all of my clients and that, you know, they're taken care of. Otherwise I find I'm distracted from writing myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I check all of that off and I go, right, now's the time. And I schedule that time in my diary as well to go, I'm going to write between this time and this time. Yeah. And I'll put on, you know, um, probably some background music or something, just something, you know, yeah. that's not yeah. going to inter interfere. Um, you know, like put some, um, yeah, the, the oil diffuser on and that kind of thing and just yeah. get happy place. Yeah, a bit of serenity happening <laughs> to, yeah. to make that writing happen. Okay. Any, yeah. any particular essential oil scent? Because I know some trigger memory, some trigger relaxation. Um, I, I haven't really noticed that much when I, when I put them on, but I, I'm yeah. just curious to hear what, how other writers get in the zone. Well, I quite like frankincense, um, mm -hmm. you know, peppermint, some of those, um, yeah, lemon or um, wild orange, that sort of thing. Um, something that's yeah, got a bit of vibrance to it, but it's not going to send me, you know, <laughs> off with the fairies. <laughs> so I don't use lavender. No, la yeah, I was going to that... say, no lavender. <laughs> no. No, uh, no liquid catnip. Or, I don't know if that no. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Um, and then I think it's a bit, a bit about location as well. So, yeah, totally. some, sometimes at my desk it works well. Sometimes I sit outside. Uh, you know, sometimes I, I might sit on my bed and often I do my best writing in bed at 3 a.m. where I'm like, oh, Ooh. I've got this idea. Really? And I'll just, yeah, get the laptop and start typing. So I've only occasionally woken up with an idea for an email and then wrote it down. But um, yes. I know Neil Patel, you know Neil Patel? Yes. He does a lot of his work in bed too. So you're not alone. And he's a great marketer. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a new thing. I never, you know, I always thought that would be unhealthy, but actually it, it can work really well, particularly if it's you know, winter and it's cold and you don't really want to get out of bed. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about, I don't know, like reading in bed when you're all tucked up and warm. Uh, it's a good it's yes. a nice feeling. I don't know. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yes. I want to sort of shift now to, and this is a podcast, like we, we can't get into the nitty gritty of how to write a book from start to finish. No. Um, but but I'm, I'm curious to know um, the, the marketing of the book, because it's a, mm -hmm. I, just like a launch would be wrong with my clients. And, and we, I just had an email launch recently for a client and we did a bit of a pre-launch, like five emails before getting people yes. hot and heavy and excited for the actual event and on the event she sold and for two weeks we had the card open obviously the book is available for a long time there's no time gated period or maybe there's not but the really important principle i want to bring up is that getting people excited for the launch so mm -hmm. what, what would you reckon not everyone's got huge budgets not everyone's got a huge audience um they've got probably a little bit of a network they can tap into so let's just work on that basis Yes. What do you recommend someone do to help get people excited and um, build anticipation and hopefully drive traffic to the book when it launches? Uh, look, I really think it's about taking them on the journey with you. So, you know, most people are on social media these days. So that is a good way to do that by you know, sharing that you're writing the book um, when you know what your title is, tell mm. them what the title is and, and a, you know, just a short overview of what it's going to be about. And then, you know, maybe talk about, 
your challenge that you had with writer's block or, uh, you know, how you just had this epiphany and you realised that that needed to be part of your book and, um, you know, you're 50% complete. As boring as that sounds, it makes people feel connected as though they're part of the journey. And mm. that's a really good way, particularly if you don't have a big network to get people on that journey. And then as you get closer to the launch is really um, tapping into who you do have. So family, friends, you know, clients, associates, whoever it might be to say, you know, we're going to be publishing this book on this particular date. And I really appreciate your help in sharing my post with the link to Amazon, if that's how you're launching it and, you know, really getting in there and, um, you know, helping people. And you could run, you know, a bit of a promotion. I'll give you a free signed copy or whatever it is. I mean, to, to entice your audience to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious to hear, um, do you sometimes strategically find people with a list or an audience with influence and, send them a book and be, and and you know shower them with praise and, and ask uh, uh you know i'd really love a platform not that not as so overtly but um you know trying to trying to do a few favors for someone with the platform or an imp- people with influence and then trying to um leverage their audience so i do a lot of collaborations yeah so I find that that is the best way to do it so that there's actually, you know, mutually beneficial yeah. relationship and exchange there. Yes. Yeah, so I do that. I um, run some bestseller programs where I guarantee that we create your book and make it a bestseller. And so I do that a lot through collaboration and actually <laughs> leveraging my network yeah. and, you know, even leveraging people who are in the publishing space. Well, okay. Who, so, that's really interesting. How did you build that? How did you build those connections and those relationships? Just met somebody randomly and, you know, we, we connected and then I connected with more people in that space. And, um, you know, I guess there's room out there for everybody and, you know, we all attract different types of clients. So it can be quite useful to have other people who are supportive within your own industry to, um, you know, ensure the success of whatever you're doing. So, you know, for me in the publishing space, it's good to have other publishers that I can network into Mm. and, you know, we buy each other's books and that type of thing and promote each other's books. Um, But, you know, if someone's writing for a specific industry, they would be trying to tap into other people within that industry as well to Mm. ensure that the book is promoted and and gets legs, basically. Yeah, I think that's a really key principle you brought up, Joe, because you said that, you networked with other book publishers and someone who might be very close-minded or just unaware thinking, Oh, if I network with my competition, how's that going to help me? The other day I I networked with this other email copywriter. He's a few steps ahead and I knew the value of his network because he's going to have people coming to him who might be like, who might, he might be too busy for instance. That's definitely a possibility. Yes few days later i got a lead from him i just met the guy i invited him on my podcast he hadn't come on yet and i yep. got a great lead out of him I'm like oh okay so there's, there's definitely a lot of value in if you have a podcast you have something to invite people to that's the exchange yes um, but like you said finding those people who are in your space and finding a way to connect with them and just how can you serve how can you give and how you build that relationship because later down the track like you just mentioned now you've got this thing you can leverage for clients, which is bloody yes. awesome. That is so cool. Yes. Yeah, look, it is. And, and I was speaking to someone earlier today who's based in Canada and we were talking about corporate books and how we can actually collaborate around doing those moving forward so that um, you know, there's better value in it 
for the corporate clients that we work with. Mm. with two very different perspectives on what that needs to look like. So, yeah, it's not all about competition. And I think that, yeah, that's a paradigm shift that needs to happen you know, generally across all industries that, you know, just because someone's in the same industry doesn't mean you can't collaborate with them and, you know, create a mutually beneficial relationship. Exactly, exactly. And um, while we're, I know it's like a bit of a shift in the questions, um, yes. but... Uh, I've seen some savvy marketers who know how to leverage a book to drive people to their email list, or they'll include some sort of value bundle. I know Pat Flynn, he will have a mini, uh, like a course that goes along with the book to help people absorb it better. Obviously he asks for your email. It's not just give me your email. So is that, is that a tactic that you use inside of your books or some of your books to help you know, extend the life of that person who, who buys the book? Yes, look, w- what I say to my authors is you need to think about what do, you, what do you want this to do for you and your business? So, you know, what is your upsell? You know, what do you want the reader to do? Once they've bought the book or, you know, in the process of buying the book, you know, what is it? So are you going yeah. to be selling a program, like a coaching program, for example? You know, are you trying to upsell them onto some other service offering that you have? You know, what, what actually is it? So we yeah. always operate with that in mind. And, you know, that could be, you know, connect with me here. So we always include the author's details so that people can reach out to them and connect yep. with them. Yep. And that way then they are on the list and, and there is a way to, I guess, um, further monetize what they've done within that book. Mm. And some people, you know, they, they might just want to sell their next book or I often find though, it's generally someone who wants to sell like a product or a service on the back end of it. Yeah. Do you know Jamin Fraser by any chance? No, I'm not familiar okay. with them. He, he, he published a book. He was on my podcast not long ago. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing, and he sent me a copy of his book and I saw exactly what he was doing. So, so throughout the book, this might be a lesson. This might be something that you do with your clients yes. too, is that he would always use client stories and plant seeds of uh, this is what we do in our group program, um, but still giving people that actual takeaway. And yes because he did a free plus shipping offer, he was controlling the, the emails that came in. He was able to accompany uh, have. So while they're reading the book, they're able to see what's going on with the content and then transition into a group program. So it aligns perfectly yes. what you just said. Um, have you had any experience with free, free plus shipping offers or is it mainly just put it on the big publishing sites and send traffic to it? Look, basically um, what I've been doing to this point is putting on the big publishing sites and and sending people to the book to purchase the Mm -hmm. book. Uh, You know, that is something maybe that I'll look at in the future, but most people that I'm working with, they actually want to sell their book and, um, and then, you know, leverage that for whatever comes next. Yeah, exactly. It is like, there's no point doing a free plus shipping offer unless you're well connected and you don't have, trusty affiliates to send traffic to it because then who's going to find it it doesn't yes. make any sense whereas yes. a publishing site is almost like a search engine where people can land on it um yes exactly makes sense hey i want to ask you now a couple of questions about you joe uh, i'm really yes. curious to hear what's what's your goal and vision for the next six 12 months inside your business 
Look, really to start owning the publishing space that I'm in. So giving entrepreneurs and startups and small business a platform to tell their stories, share mm-hmm. their knowledge and experience and, you know, be able to do that um, yeah, with the support of someone like me who has that background in communications and marketing. And, you know, I plan to you know, move much more into corporate books uh, I've got some children's book authors coming online. So there will be, uh, I guess, an expansion in the types of books and things that I am publishing. And, you know, just to be able to take that forward and create more of a global platform for people. Mm. And I do think that sometimes, you know, that's lacking. If, if someone self-publishes, you know, they really need to do a lot of work to to get their book out there and to promote it properly and to to land it um, as a success so yeah that's where I can help them and I I want to be able to do that for more and more people okay corporate and children completely different types of books (laughs) yes I have actually written my own children's book that will be um, released in late August so what's the objective of the children's book I, you know, I wrote it in 2019 and then I didn't do anything with it because I was too busy. And during um, the lockdown last year, Mm. I got somebody to start illustrating it. And then I've sort of revisited it recently and thought, I actually just need to make a few changes to that before I can publish it. So that I really wrote for my daughter and I was looking for a book and I realised that there wasn't a book in the market that actually talked about what I was looking for. And I couldn't find anything that really um, met the need that I had at the time. So that book sort of, you know, it started from there. And now I realise that that'll be a series of books that just um, speaks to a particular niche. So is it like a lesson or a value you're trying to Yes, there is. So it's really way. about kids trusting their own intuition and, um, you know, not being afraid to, mm. to trust themselves. I think that, you know, often that sort of um, thing is schooled out of kids and it's such a powerful thing, like, you know, your yes. gut instinct and your intuition to actually trust that. And there are books in that space, but I just didn't find anything that really presented it in a way that a younger child could understand. That's really powerful. A long lost art of self-reliance and (laughs) (laughs) trusting your gut. And and instead of just looking, what's almost uh, just going a bit off topic, but like uh, sometimes I feel like it's easy to shift responsibility away from yourself, especially with, um, I don't know, with social media and uh, it's easy to become a victim of circumstance. So I, I love that, that message, by the way. Yes. Okay. So, so um, to, to help you hit your goal, what's one thing that you might be a little bit afraid of that you know you need to focus on in order to achieve that goal? Uh, so I think for me, it's been coming to terms with the fact that I need to get onto video and I mm. need to use video as part of my marketing strategy. So that's something that I'm working on at the moment. And also just being seen. So I, I think, you know, particularly in Australia, we have a bit of tall poppy syndrome. People like to, you know, chop you down if you get... <laughs> kind of too big Um, and so I found you know I've had a lot of opportunities over the last probably five to ten years that I've knocked back um, in terms of publicity and that type of thing because I just didn't want to be seen and so for me now I have um, some quite big feature articles and things that are going to be coming Mm -hmm. up and 
you know, it's it's just that time to say yes to all the opportunities that arise. Okay, interesting. So, what yeah. what's that uh, hesitation, or was that hesitation to uh to stand out and get noticed? I think because I was doing a lot of ghostwriting for people. And so, you know, the focus was on them, even though the work might have been my work. Yeah. Uh, so I always, from a professional perspective, was like, I need to stay in the background. I'm, yeah. So, I'm the puppet so that master. I'm not, <laughs> yes, I'm not taking over, you know, that person's glory. Um, whereas now, you know, it's much more about Golden Earth Publishing and really being seen out there in the marketplace, you know, as leading edge and somebody who's offering quality service and you know will deliver for you yeah so yeah exactly it's time to step up and, and not just be the ghost writer for everybody Put, else putting a face to the ghost that's it that's it <laughs> well, so Joe, out of the shadows <laughs> yeah, exactly Joe, i really enjoyed speaking with you today um where's the best place for my audience to find you if you've got something coming up like an event or some sort of freebie or something you like to give away you're more than welcome to yeah. talk about it right now Okay, so the best place for them to find me is either on LinkedIn or um, on joemartin.com. So that's, you know, I post most of my information onto there. I do have Innovation Secrets. It's a multi-author book about global leaders who are creating a better world through their business ideas and the work that they do. And that will be launched on the 3rd of September. So very excited about that. And there are some amazing people who are writing chapters within that book and have some really very interesting stories to tell. So that will be one to watch. Mm, Innovation Secrets annual LinkedIn. I'll leave that in the description. Joe, thanks a lot for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today. That's right. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Hey, this is Jules here. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. I really appreciate it. So if you want to go check out my guests, freebie, what they spoke about, learn a little bit more about them, maybe they've got an event they spoke about on the podcast, you're going to find all the information below in the podcast notes. And on top of that, if you really enjoyed the podcast, if you absolutely loved Storytelling Secrets, I'd really appreciate it if you go leave a review on iTunes. It helps get the podcast out to more people and uh, I'd be really, really grateful. On top of that, if you leave a review, a written review, I'd be more than happy to read it out on air. So you're more than welcome to drop a note, say hello to a friend, promote your business, whatever. The mic is yours, so to speak. So other than that, thank you so much for listening. Go leave a review and I'll see you next time on the podcast.